0: Welcome to Ben Navarro's podcast with your host, Ben Navarro's. Howdy, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you all for joining in today. Today we have Mr. Brad. I don't really know Brad very well, if at all, to be honest. Yeah, I think we just met. <laughs> just met today. I have seen your stuff over around i guess the the gym the instagrams i went through the everything that was tagged on the ufc instagram stuff and just continued to scroll and you continued to pop up yeah i was like okay well this guy exists some way somehow so what does <laughs> he do and exactly what is his mo so if you don't mind just give me a yeah. look, like what do you do and why are you at ufc fit
1: yeah so i the club that you're at now silverado i helped open so I was the assistant fitness director there for quite a bit. Uh, and then when Michelle was fitness director and she went away, I was interim fitness director. She came back. So I was I played a couple of different roles. And then I dropped back to a coach because I was kind of, you know, if I don't think anyone can deny that when you are an assistant position, you are doing a lot of work. That's for sure. Yep. So I was, I was like, you know what, this, this just wasn't for me. So came back as a coach, and then there was, I had uh, a drive to maybe go up to Centennial, but then the fitness director position opened, and so I stepped in there for a couple months, and then I was like, you know what, this, this just wasn't for me, and then I left uh, the company altogether. But that is why you go back a year ago or so, I am popping up all over there.
0: What is your background in fitness or in sport?
1: So, gosh, I've been a coach for almost two decades now. And it all started when I was five years old and falling in love with the body and really seeing what it could do because I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. So I found out from a very early age that I have to take care of myself and there's a lot to it. So Growing up, I was fortunately very active, almost, yeah, because I had to be, but also I had a huge passion for just being outside, you know. Fortunately, my parents, you know, <laughs> got me outside quite a bit, experienced a lot of sports, basketball, tennis, and then got to college is when I really started to fall in love with the body even more. So I got my degree in exercise physiology, minor in nutrition, played rugby for through college, played semi-pro for a bit got about seven concussions, and I was like, you know what, this is it for me. Damn. And then coming out of college is when I became a strength and conditioning coach. Uh, and I lived East Coast. I went to Westchester University and then really strided, wanted, Really wanted to like figure out what I wanted to do in that field. And then I think, you know, if you've been on the East Coast, it's a little bit different vibe compared to the West Coast. And I was like, I got to go West Coast. And then that's when – my, I would say my fitness career, health, wellness really took off. I was an um, assistant director, fitness director at Lifetime Fitness for a while. And it seems to be a recurrent theme. Yeah. Uh, but then I met a lot of amazing people there. And that's what really kind of cultivated, you know, into what it is now.
0: But yeah, so that's quick, quick little backstory on me. That's, that is a quick backstory. And I kind of want some more. Sure. It's just... So why did you choose the sport of, why did you choose that degree? I mean, a lot of people that are are in the fitness world don't necessarily get a degree in something Mm -hmm. that's fitness related. So then was, I mean, obviously the interest was that high and, but there was, was there foresight on what was to come after the degree? That's a good question. And
1: so I would say, I remember sitting in eighth grade. Was it when you start to learn about health? And I was like, I, it was like, I was, you know, I love sports. I love video games. And I put health as like this, as an, eight, as an eighth grade, it was like at the same degree as video games and sports. Damn. So it was just an extreme passion for it and really learning what the body can do. And I think the body is one of the most amazing things on this planet, how it can adapt, survive, you know, really being when you train it in the right way, eat it in the right way, the, the beautiful things it can do. And so, you know, I'm going through high school, I would, I would spend hours, uh, you know, obviously getting homework done, but hours like just reading things about the body. I was reading fitness articles from like the NSCA in high school, like that's how much I loved it. But I also loved food. So in high school, I was actually a chef, I worked at an Italian catering restaurant, started as a freshman washing dishes and I worked my way up. And so I got to learn like the real passion behind making meals. And I loved making food for people. And I got to a cross point where I was like, you know, I really want to be a chef. And boy, that would have taken me down a particular path. But fortunately my mom, she was like, you know what, instead of, cause we wanted, I wanted to go to Johnson and Wales, which at the time was like 40 grand a year. So My parents were like, before we do this investment, let's just make sure this is what you want to do. Let's check out Westchester first. And why don't you get some gen eds done? And if you go through a year, at least you got gen eds done. wasn't a waste. You can go full-time at Johnson Wells. So I was like, deal. And then I remember that's when I got into rugby. And that's when I really, I was sitting in the gym. And at this point, you know, when you are, when you, when you, start working out at a young age, you know, you you really start to discover your body quite a bit. And so I remember just like, like I got finished done a really intense workout and I was like, you know what? This is what I want to do. And that's when I realized it was like I, I know I love to help people. I love, I love seeing people getting what they want. And yes, at the time it was more out of like food, but I was like, you know what, I I know I can do this with exercise. And that's when I was like, you know what? I'm gonna become an exercise scientist physiologist and so i switched my major to that and then it was just you know the next four years going through there how fun I yeah
0: i had a very similar experience by the time i got into high school i was already reading nsca stuff yeah. i was on uh t nation few if you yes it yes and got very much so into understanding how the body worked it made me feel so Fun and comfortable in that space. But yep. then I felt this weird thing. Like, I never really thought that it could be a, even a career. I was like, oh, if you're in the gym, then you're just this meathead. Yeah, 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 and totally. Like, but there's a lot of science behind it. I promise. So science, much. Like, there's so much behind it. Yeah. And it was always a little bit seen as maybe not as highly regarded. And even at that point, I was like, no, it's, it's still something that I really, really enjoy. Yeah. I want to see this go somewhere. But by the time I finished my freshman year, I was like, man, I don't know that I don't want to be a coach. Like, yeah. what does a coach really do? And yeah. what does the schedule look like? And it became very almost saddening to hear some of the stories of like these hardworking individuals that have this wealth of knowledge that are paid, not that are very underpaid. hundred percent. Yeah. And here I am with a master's and apparently I didn't learn my lesson. You know, it was like, I'm still going to pursue this thing because I love it. And maybe it's going to lead to something. But I I think it's led me down a really cool path of meeting a bunch of really cool people. Absolutely. Support for Ben Thinking is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. Their products are precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over eight million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code thinking at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, that's about 16 million balls. I got my lawnmower and weed whacker recently And I immediately put the Weed Whacker inside of my nostrils. No nicks, no snags. And I have never been able to smell things as good as after I used the crop, the Weed Whacker. The crop preserver makes my balls smell nice every single day that I'm in the gym. And of course, we love that. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code THINKING at manscaped.com. that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code thinking unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with manscaped
1: Uh, I would say the reason I got connected with the people that I got connected with was because I changed their life their body and you're right when you go down this path The grind is unreal. Like the grind is absolutely unreal. I'm sure you can remember days where you worked like 14 to 16 hour days and you look at your paycheck and it looked like you worked like three hours. And I've had some, so many moments of that where it was like, why am I doing this? But I think that's what, you know, when I look at this and how I've really was very fortunate, um, you know, I'd say with a combination of being in the right places at the right time, be, you know knowing your craft, like truly enveloped into your passion, you know, it turned in, it's turned into what it's turned into now, but it's like at the heart of the day, it was like, I'm doing this because this is what I love, you know? And that's, you know, I, I agree. I can appreciate that so much. Cause that's, I, I was down that exact path. So what path did you end up taking? So the, when I got to lifetime in Vegas, I, I would say I was, I was, I was in a, like a, I was like, I want to work with athletes and I really want to like push the body to the limit. But then I realized that that's like 5% of the population and <laughs> seriously, <laughs> and don't get me wrong. I think people should know power speed, but 1% of the population is ever going to play in like an, an elite level where you are paid to do it, do that. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I, I think I'm going to change directions and really start working with, um, I call them high profile people, high profile people or highly stressed people. Um, Cause when, you know, when you look at today's culture, whether you're a business owner, CEO, um, sales is a great aspect of that, whatever it is pick the industry. There's these high level individuals. What do they all have in common? They want to perform at a super high level, but they focus all on their wealth and in their mind, wealth is money, job, and money. (laughs) So it's like, yes, there may be philanthropy and family involved, but if we look at that, it's like, there's no health for most of the individuals. And it's, I argue that it's like, if you want to maximize your wealth, as you know, you have to maximize your health. So then I was like, you know what? Why don't I take that approach? And I started connecting with CEOs, entrepreneurs, but like people who have money. Yeah. And then once I started to really kind of get a foundation within me, I was like, you know, at the end of the day, people just want to look good and feel good. And yeah, I can incorporate some fun stuff that I think is fun, you know, like power, you know, <laughs> speed, like <laughs> the stuff that I think is fun um but not having to work with professional athletes and i i would say a lot of coaches that come in that's like the first thought i want to work with athletes and gosh i i hope you you know if that's your goal i hope you do get that like that's phenomenal but the chance of that happening is 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 minimal and so i really started to understand that and i got very fortunate to work um to work with a, an individual who, uh, has a, now he has a huge global outreach. And so it was funny at the time, uh, you know, just like in UFC fit now, they get like a, a consultation onboarding session. Um, and so he had one of those, he was connecting with me and he wanted to work with me. And I, I now known as because, you know, you look the part. It's like, I think that's, that's a big thing for, you know, in coaches, it's like people tend to work with you because they want to, look like you or or be healthy like you, whatever it is. And so started to get to know to know him, this and that. And I was <laughs> so it's still so funny to think about. I was like, you know, you're doing this small talk, this and that. So I was like, what do you do for a living? And he's like, oh, I'm a musician. I was like, oh, that's really cool. You know, what instrument do you play? Is I'm actually like the lead singer of my band. I'm like, oh that's awesome. I'm like, well, what's your band? He's like, Imagine Dragons. And I was like, you gotta be kidding no me. So yeah, I met Dan Reynolds and him and I hit it off very well. And what was really cool about that is that was my, I would say my first interaction with let, let's call it like an entertainer, entertainer celebrity of, of someone that is very well known. And I was naive to the fact of like how to react in in the sense where and I think that really played to my advantage because I made him just feel like a human and so got to know him really well and I remember I still remember this I was so at the time I was um I was married before and I was with her and I get a text at like two in the morning and it was Dan he's like hey I really want you to come on tour with me for the Evolve tour you know everything's paid for this and that and he goes but I need and he I was he realized the importance Of health and fitness and being able if you want to achieve maximum performance you have to focus on this so i was like i'm doing this and so he took me on tour with him i trained the band for a year and a half on the evolve tour and i would say that was that was like the real pinnacle of everything for me in the sense where it was one of the most amazing opportunities and experiences i've ever had but I was experiencing the highest high and the lowest low of my entire life. Because when you travel, you really find out how strong your relationship is. <laughs> and ours was not strong. <laughs> you know, and what I mean by that is we just weren't meant to be. And so we, our, we didn't know how to communicate. It just, it, it, it ripped us apart. It exacerbates
0: any issue that's going to exist. And we're going to put it in your face.
1: hundred percent. And I was young. You know, we were both really young you know, let's say 27, 28. So fast forward through tour, I was really learning how powerful stress and inflammation can be on the body. And where before this, all I thought about health and fitness was like food and exercise, which is valid. You know, that's what we learn. And fortunately nowadays, there's a lot more coming out about sleep, recovery, all these things. But Five, six years ago, I would say the amount of information then, it was definitely a lot less. So I was learning full on, one, that I'm a diabetic, like that impact that the travel had. Dan has two autoimmune diseases, ankylosing spondylitis and ulcerative colitis. So I was learning all about that. Like So long story short, I got to know stress and inflammation real fast, but more importantly, how to manage it. So... Coming out of that, um, going through a divorce, you know that, like, it was it was easily the the toughest time in my life because I, I come off of this high of, of I, I had to worry about four people, and I'm getting paid the most I've ever gotten paid in my entire life in this career. Like I I I, I, I was like I made it, and then tour <laughs> stops, and yes, I'm still working with Dan, but it's totally different now, you know. So that security blanket was like pulled away, and now I'm facing life. I'm facing a divorce, and I go down this dark, dark, dark hole. And I'm I was turning to anything and everything to just handle it. So like drugs, alcohol, steroids, <laughs> which good, let's, good <laughs> and let, and let's and let's and let's let's be real. That exists so much in this industry. Oh yeah, like so I would say. I mean, I'm I'm just going to say, I would say probably there's more attic coaches out there because of the lifestyle. And not only that, like the, the look you always have to achieve, which is a shame, but I fell into that. So I go through my divorce, uh, and I'm trying to get help, but it's just, my life was like destroyed. I hit the most ultimate rock bottom, like I couldn't go any deeper if I tried. <laughs> Peaks and valleys are real, man. Oh my gosh, it was insane. So, then I would say that was that was the final point that really kind of had me realize. Okay, I understand that there's there's exercise, there's nutrition, there's recovery, but like I had the missing piece. I now had the mis- which was mindset, and that's. I remember I was Dan sent me away to um, in person rehab. Like I'm not, I'm, that's how bad it was. So I remember sitting, I was like, I'm that guy now. I'm that guy that you see on the TV show, you see in the movies when you're a kid and you're like, I'm never gonna do that. I did that. And I was like, dang, I was like, okay. I was like, and then I finally realized there's no one here to help me. There's there's no parents to pull me out. There's no, now no significant other to, cause the my now wife before then, she's like, we're not getting married until you could, rightfully so. So she's not there to help me. Uh, my best friend just sent me away. I'm glad he did looking bad, but just sent me away to rehab. I'm like, this is on me. And then I remember making that decision. I was like, okay, this is it. I, I need to be different. Cause if not, the only option is death. <laughs> it's like, it doesn't matter how long you ride this wave out. Every addict dies if they don't change themselves. So I that's when I realized how powerful mindset can be. And I just got locked in. And now fast forward from there, like three years is when I completely rechanged my method, my business, everything. And that during that time is when I was at UFC Fit. And then coming out of that, it was like, no, now I'm going to do my own thing. And now I have an online business or I'm working with musicians, CEOs, like everyone I was talking about before. Um but that, that is what it turned out to be. So I hit literally the highest high of my life, literally rock bottom and everything in between to where it is now. So, you know, it's like when I, I remember years ago being like in the same position was like, how, how am I going to make this work? You know, because I always believe that as a health and fitness mindset professional, you, like it's up to us to change the world. Because this is impact this is like infects everything. And so that's that's when I finally realized I was like, okay, this is this is the path I want to go down. This is what I want to create. But that was the path I chose. And that you know it's what I went down and and (laughs) the chaos I went
0: through. So much in there and so many good good lessons. Oh yeah. And a lot of things that are like the Drugs, alcohol, and steroids being so prominent in this industry is, yeah. is such a, a big fact. And working – you we you start your day at – you know, wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. to have coach a client at 5.30 and you're back to back. Maybe you're traveling between different gyms and then you're trying to do all the, the extra, like you either writing programming yep. or trying to expand your knowledge so you can bring something new to your clients and make yourself better. Unfortunately, a lot of times that that stress is oh yeah really compounds, and then you end up either trying to go into drugs or or like, oh yeah alcohol is a good like I'm just, I'm just gonna relax I just need a weekend to hang out mm-hmm. and the weekend to hang out turns into three four five six days in a yep. row and you look down and you're like oh man uh, now I don't look the way I should look now I got to start taking some steroids absolutely it's absolutely a vicious fucking cycle
1: it is and what's a shame is like. Cause I I really there was, and even now I like I studied people. And when you look at a lot of the professionals in this industry, they have that addictive personality. You have to. Because if if you're trying to change a body, change someone's life, I I feel like I'm just gonna say other people that's outside of this industry, yes, they may realize. Oh, I know it's going to take a lot of energy and effort to change myself. Totally get that. But imagine now you're trying to do that with like 10, 20, 30 other people. And now you also have to do it with yourself. Like it's, it's, if, if you, if you don't have the proper either coach mindset awareness, like this, they don't teach you this in school. Like going through school, yes, I had one class on sports psychology, but that was like that was just like
0: scratching the the tip
1: of the iceberg.
0: If the, I I got a guy who was am I loud in your ears? Oh no, you're good. Okay. Um, I got one guy who, who was an older gentleman who had done some research and really his motive was to take young women across to the, uh, what are the what are those things called where you go across the pond to like do they would go to Greece and go visit okay yeah do, do the Athens tour yeah yeah totally. Um, like a study abroad. And yeah. That's really what his motive was. Didn't really care about teaching us anything. Yeah. And then, but I was competing at that point professionally for team USA. Nice. And I got to realize like what it took to get to that point. And if anybody else wants to get to this point of, of excellence this is you you need that level of dedication yep. and it i think what's really cool is it teaches that you can also apply that to anything in your life absolutely if you focus on those details if i focus on how i'm like excellently rotating my feet or initially rotating if i'm stretching for the, the right amount of time yep. trying to do all these all these little things correct so that i can listen to a response that creates the adaptation that i want it's the same thing in business yeah and absolutely it is it becomes addictive it becomes fun you're like oh man i made this little tweak and mm-hmm. like that little dopamine yep. There, right yep and then when you're competing at that level you have all these people looking at you and you go to meets and people are like oh man how like man ben's here the fuck? right and then you're like all that's gone and it's quiet again like wow i need some i need something else right? yeah and so i also struggled with like a lot of addiction yeah um so i still drink but it's been a, a long process to get out of the world of drugs and yeah i i've I've never gotten into steroids. I have. I've considered it. I think it'd be kind of fun.
1: It's wicked, man. It is.
0: It is so cr- like.
1: Imagine one, one. Imagine going through puberty again, but as an adult, and you now have the wisdom you do now, so you can sleep less, push harder and more. Like the whole, the whole like a recovery factors like a normal human, like that can go out the window. There's sometimes I'd be training three, three times a day at 90 to 100% effort and sleeping about four hours and I felt amazing. And I look like, oh my God, I looked unbelievable. I was walking around at like 275, anywhere from 8 to 12% body fat, just depending. Yeah, so like who doesn't want to like it? Th- seriously <laughs> and now and then and but then what's great and then as we know like higher levels of testosterone makes work feel so good so like my dopaminergic response was so much higher so now we have that and then we add drugs into the scenario so it was like it was and then looking back you know i i I I do realize of how much of an addict, not just for that, but for everything that I was, whether it was video games as a kid, rugby, you know? And that's, when I say, when you look at coaches, you have to almost be an addict because you are so involved in these people's lives and so involved with the body. It's like, it's, it's so, it just takes one little thing. And I'm telling you, like, I remember the first time testosterone was like and here's the thing like the doctor when i got tested my levels were at about 800 my free was not the best um so he put me on winnie to start to, to free up my free um with uh, with like so like, you you know you're at you're at 800 you can we can push you to the high limits looking back i was like what type of doctor are you so my very first cycle, 200 milligrams of testosterone and 50 milligrams of Winnie every other day. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that was my first cycle. And then, <laughs> so, so naturally as a scientist, you're like, what other compounds can I put in there? I remember you would, you would open my closet. I would have, and I'm, I'm not even exaggerating when I say this, I was on 12 different compounds including there was a time i was running trend and that felt amazing like that was that was probably one of the best feeling things i've ever put it like when that's like full-on um i was on like five or six different SARMs um obviously test was and i would range tests anywhere from like two to five hundred you know depending on what i wanted um and it was, I was on like, thinking back, I was like on 11 or 12 different things.
0: God. It,
1: dude. It, it was insane.
0: I, just, I got my first client today that's on a test or a test and trend cycle. Yeah. And he's 50 ish years old. And like, yeah. like just so casually, yeah, I'm on trend and, and yeah. test. And I'm like, those aren't just like, yeah, I guess test is fine, whatever. And, but in like, you're on some trend. Hey, mm-hmm. okay, like this is some real, this is a real deal.
1: And but that's what's scary is that it's so now socially acceptable. And don't get me wrong. I think like I'm a diabetic where it's like, I need to take synthetic insulin. If I don't, I die. And I do understand that there are cases where males or females can be in a scenario where they need an exogenous hormone to bring them up to normal levels, to normal levels, but it's a shame, like, you, you could literally go to any one of the hor- hormone clinics around here, you could fudge your numbers by not sleeping, overtraining, and let's say, um, dieting extremely hard for a couple weeks to drop your test levels, you go in there, they're like, oh, you're low, here's your, here's your prescribed testosterone. So it's like, it is so easy to get it, and what's scary is, as you saying now, it's like, there are... Uh, I guess we call them agencies out there that can prescribe Tren, that can prescribe, you know, Winnie, Mastron, like all these ridiculous hormones that we just do not need as as humans. We just do not need.
0: Can you walk me through what Tren does in oh, yeah. the body and why it feels so good? Yep. So
1: Tren is, uh, is a horse compound. Like they use it for horses. And so – Imagine, let's say if, if I um, don't quote me on this, but it's the numbers aren't exact. But let's say um, testosterone elevates your protein synthesis, your muscle development, like times 10. Again, I know those aren't, I know they have an actual rating for this. Trend will times it by like 500. So your muscle development protein synthesis is always turned on where if we look at a normal you know someone who's not on it we we, it's we're not always you know synthesizing to developing muscle all the time like you know there's there's exactly and (laughs) there's proper ways we got to go about it we got to you know look in all these things and so trend just pretty much turns you on so what i experienced was my muscle density was like exacerbated through the roof meaning my entire body was hard so when we look at testosterone it affects everything in the sense where yes you'll get development you'll you'll raise testosterone but your body's also going to want to store a lot more so inflammation and water retention can go up because that's what testosterone does and that's as we know how it how it stays things stay in balance and then when testosterone goes up estrogen is going to rise as well. What Tren does, it makes you get that lean tissue without the inflammation. So what I did, was at a low dose of testosterone, just to keep things stable. And I would, I think, I think my first cycle was, of Tren was about 400 milligrams per week. And they said, once you get above... Once, once you're teetering more towards like five or six or seven is when, um, you see, you hear, a lot of like where these, let's say, um, professional bodybuilders are at or or powerlift, you know, so, um, strong whatever it is. But I was like, first time through, I was like, screw it, let's do it. I was like, they were like, no, maybe she started like two fifty three. I was like, no, let's just do it. So, right to four hundred.
0: Addict mindset.
1: Uh, it's hundred percent. And I remember within a week. I was noticeably denser. like, um, And then that's the thing too, why it's so addicting is that it speeds up the process. So imagine six months of training condensed in less than a month of muscle development. And then not to mention your strength is going through the roof. Um, and then your, your aggression and your attitude is... Imagine just always looking for a fight or always wanting to hunt. So, always wanted to hunt. That, yeah, that's, that is what was in my, in my mind. So, you know, at the time I, I had my girl now wife. So it's like I always wanted to, you know, sleep with her. Like my, my sex drive was through the roof, um, which got to be extremely annoying. <laughs> so, you know, but then it's like I, all I wanted to do was work whether it was in the gym, whether it was my business, whether it was, you know what, like, and they were saying a lot of people, I, they don't do a lot of like cardio. They, cause they say trend can have an impact on your cardiovascular system as well, where it can actually hinder it. I didn't even care. I like, I just wanted to move and do work in any way possible. So now that's all fun and good, but where. What I then started to notice, and this is where a lot of people find out how much your genetics play a role, meaning the negative side effects were insane. The amount of acne I got, I was always sweating and I was sweating like, um, like my sweat was almost like a oil, like just a lot of, it was, Weird. it was, it was disgusting, and then so I, my mood swings were all over the place. And, um, you know, so I the I got to the point where I was like self-conscious to take my shirt off because I, my back acne was insane. And I I went through school with little acne. I was very fortunate as a kid. You know, I got a pimple here and there. But it was like and all of a sudden, that's why I say you go through puberty again. And, but, so it was, it was absolutely insane to see that, both from, like, the perspective of an addict, but also, like, the perspective of, like, a scientist, and and really see what was happening with the body and all these things, but... It's telling me more and more that this is probably not the
0: good thing for me to get into.
1: No, I, I would, I definitely, I don't recommend anyone doing it. I really don't. Even, like, I, you know, I, what was that? Any drug? Um, so... (sighs) I'm not going to say no to that because just being brutally honest, like I, there's times, there's times I still wish that I'm on testosterone and I, you know, even talking with my now wife, I was like, Hey, how would you feel? But I, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to make sure that my levels are like down to the floor because I'm now going to be 35. And I started playing with this stuff when I was like 28, 29, I was so fortunate to do it for about a year and a half, two years. And then I got off of it going to like, literally, I remember my last injection was like the day before I went to rehab. I was like, if I'm going to be off this stuff, I'm going to get two more weeks out of it. Damn. Yeah. That's how bad I was. That, that is you yep. in it. Oh, I was in, I was like, imagine the worst addict possible when it comes to like trying to push their body to the extreme, and whether it was like business, whether it was health, it's so funny I'm trying trying to maximize my health through drugs, you know. But um, you know, so but I remember I was so fortunate now where my levels are are at very like back to where they were, and I know a lot of men who even sometimes from the first shot, their whole endocrine system in that manner just shuts down. So. If I always say it like this, you know, if, if, if you're really thinking about wanting to go on something like that, whether it's you or anyone else, I would always try to maximize it as naturally as possible. You know, and there's a lot of things that can do that. Like right now I'm taking a lot of Tungat Ali and Ashwagandha and my, my levels are like, you would question them. Like, are you on something? And they're just very high normal. Yes, because of genetics, but also because of I sleep well, I train hard, I recover, I eat, and these the the these routes that I'm taking. So, but if you try that and you notice it's still not changing, it's still not elevating, then it's 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 your choice. And know if that's what you're going to do, I would plan to be on it for the rest of your life, because when you take the first shot, it shuts down. So. And if you're okay with that, then great. Stay, make sure every three months you're getting blood work done and just realize that you're going to find out what your body can take. My blood pressure, I i kid you not, my blood pressure at points was 180 over 160. I'm not like, that's not even an exaggeration because of that's how much water retention I had in my system. So Dude. yeah, I would have to take Winnie just to flush out the system. Like I couldn't even like, I would take, um, what are they called? Um, uh, diuretics mm-hmm. still not good enough. So I would take Winnie cause Winnie dries you out. So I would take Winnie just to lower my blood pressure, man. <laughs> like, I, like <laughs> I hearing saying this now, I realize how much of a moron I was, but that just showed you how much of an, of an addict I am. It was how much I was so ingrained into it. Um, how but that. Go for it. No, and then and the, that's what you have to realize is that, wh- like, when you decide to play God, you know, you have to be prepared for everything. So there's always, there's always a reaction into the body. The body's always going to try and stay at homeostasis. So if we're raising one thing, the body's most likely going to raise something else to counteract it. So that's when I. Then that's what you got to be ready for the potential negative side effects, whether like your organs are growing, you know, um, water retention, like cholesterol, triglycerides that can all get impacted from testosterone. Now, that tends to arise with abuse, which is 100% what I was doing. So if I were to ever do it again, I would only do the testosterone and I would make sure that I'm just doing enough to keep it in like that 700 to 900 range where 99% of the time you're going to be okay. But there's, there is that percent chance where something, you know, something could go wrong. Just because you're
0: taking something. Yeah. How do you mitigate being an addict now? Like, How do you like yeah. navigate that experience? That's a really, really, really
1: good question. A lot of therapy, <laughs> a lot <laughs> of therapy and no, the reason. Um, so the way I look at it now is it's it's a disease, and whether you agree with that or not, that's how I look at it. And the reason I look at that is because of I'm a scientist. I I can I can learn to appreciate it better. I'm a diabetic. That's an autoimmune disease illness, whatever you want to call it. When I finally accepted that, I was like, wait, I know I now know how to treat it. So every day I have a protocol and a regimen that I follow, just like for my diabetes. Like, you know, right now on my phone, like it tracks my blood sugar, you know? So, you know, coming in here, I set, I made sure, cause last thing, you know, <laughs> last thing, I wanted my blood sugar to just drop here and now I have an emergency, but I make sure that I set up the right protocol. So with being an addict, I understand that my, my body, it's, it, it's what it loves is the dopamine. What it loves is that rush that you get when you feel like you're on the right path. And that's why, as we know, cocaine, amphetamines, whatever whatever you can fill in the category to spike that, um, I thought I was addicted to the, to the substance, which some people are. But what I was actually addicted to was that rush because whether it was amphetamines, Adderall, cocaine, steroids, it all, it all kind of had the same response to me. So knowing that I do other things to give me that rush, what I do a lot now more than anything. And I think every single human should do this is cold therapy. I now, so in that time I was doing a lot of ice baths. Now I'll go to UFC fit and do cryotherapy, but that has made my mind one of the strongest things more than anything else in this but what it does as we know that can yeah it can jack up your dopamine like no other so it was i remember it was really sad i got to a point where i i fell out of love with working out because of the drugs where before the exercise gave me that rush and so what i do now is right before working out i'll hop in the cryo or i'll do first thing i'll wake up i'll do that really cold shower ice bath And it'll stay elevated. So when I go into exercise and I get that dopaminergic response, it's higher and longer. And then I, and, you know, credit to my wife. She's taught me so much about balance now. She's taught me like, you know, with the highs, you need to know how to manage and, you know, take on the lows. So it's really, I just set up the right protocol and I really just learned to love myself and life again which that was looking back now i i realized how scared i was going through that because if you're if you're any type of addict you you get so attached to that activity or feeling or whatever it was and i i remember i was sitting there i was like i don't what do you mean i can't take drugs again like that, that was like a real thought in my head. I was like, no, there's gotta be a way. Like I could, I can be a functioning drug addict. <laughs> and once I finally told that version to to just go away, and don't get me wrong, there are times that the best way I can describe an urge is imagine like a demon inside of you scraping to climb back up. And you almost you almost get possessed you end up doing things and you look back, you're like, why did I, I I did that? And so having a plan for when that happens and being able to just call the right people, you know, own, own your shit, you know? And it's like, if you make a mistake, you know, I was, I was the best liar in the world. I lied to everyone, lied to myself. And now it's like, it's really just being honest, you know? So being vulnerable and so that's that's what my day consists of being honest with myself having the right plan you know doing the things that can really maximize the dopamine in obviously a healthy way but that's that's really how i go about it now with without going off the edge again
0: so and do you find it hard to find balance in business because I feel like that addictive personality continues to exist Yeah, and you you replace the addiction with a healthier idea. Yep. right and so how are you interacting in a business way that still has balance in <laughs> yeah it? totally that's that's hard for me i'm i'm going to be brutally honest that
1: is hard for me because i'll be the first guy cuz my again the the addictive personality kicks in and be, and it'll say like grind hard now so you can enjoy life later And that hustle culture like needs to stop. It has to, because that will kill you. And so I'm a lot more aware of that now. And like I said, I'll be the first guy to pull, pull all nighters for like four nights in a row, whether I have something come up, which I unfortunately I've had with certain projects, this and that. And that is still really hard for me. So, what I'll do now is I'll, I'll work and I'll work hard, but as soon as I feel like I need a rest, I will force myself to take anywhere from like one to two days off or have, or have days where it's just minimal, like minimal programming, you know? So I have like scheduled days where I do, I just do programming and then there'll be times where I'm traveling, um, you know, or doing speaking events or whatever it is. And I'll plan and I make sure that every, Five to seven or eight days, there's like a full day of rest where I can just do whatever I want, whether it's, you know, eat good food, sit on the couch all day, doesn't matter. But there has to be that day where I can recover. And, you know, looking at how the body works, when I started to look at it that way, it's like, well, if if you want to grow muscle, muscle doesn't grow in the gym. And so I use a lot of lessons and analogies with the body to the business. And that just, that helps me comprehend it more. So I'm not burning myself out. So I, I'm, I'm still doing what I love, you know, every day instead of it turning into a chore. So you,
0: you working with high performers mm-hmm. and you, you gave some, some, you alluded to some couple different things right now. What exactly is it? that your business is? Because mm-hmm. working with high performance is, is a very large idea, yeah. right? But yeah. what exactly does that entail?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, I do health, fitness, and mindset coaching. And that can consist of, let's say, exercise programming, um, recovery and sleep protocols, um, one-on-one Zoom sessions around mindset, um, guidance, since I'm not a dietitian, I can't legally prescribe, but Guidance around gut health and nutrition, um, flying to a client to take him through a session. Um, you know, I'm working with Benson Boone right now. He's coming back from his tour. I'm going to be with him uh, early July for a couple of days to reset his dopamine. So it incorporates a lot of different things, but at the heart of it, it's coaching and programming in these different methods nutrition, movement, recovery, sleep, supplementation, and mindset. That is
0: like the most detail that you can get around clients have to, that is like the ideal for, I think people who are high, high achieving other higher achieving coaches. Yeah. There is a, like you said, there's about 5% of these like super high performing athletes that you can really really work with, but work like you come into this industry and it seems like there's so many small niches that you don't really know until you finally meet somebody that has done it for a little while, but still there's this like, path that's not necessarily a real path, if you will. It's like, mm-hmm. I, I was at the right place at the right time, man. Like, I yeah. kind of don't want to tell you, but I think being able to be prepared for that time by being educated and living some life and coaching some clients and, and kind of being the AFD and achieving these higher yeah. other goals allows the opportunity to work with somebody or meet somebody like uh, the gentleman you're talking about.
1: Absolutely. And I had to go through all of that to create this now. So when it's, when I'm looking back, I see why I went through what I went through, why I went through the grind, why I did this, why I did that, because each era had its own purpose that is now my method. So, you know, even though I, I, I left lifetime, I left UFC fit. I also like, I saw how important they were to me and I saw how great of a purpose they served. And, you know, for me, corporate fitness, for me, the the whole box, it just didn't work out for me. I thought it was going to at one point. And if that's what a coach wants, fantastic. You know, believe in yourself, believe in the company. And I was like, you know what? I just, I want to do my own thing. And then, but what I give credit to is each
0: thing served its purpose and into what I created now. And getting to the point where you're also well-versed in business, is, mm-hmm. is like where did you get started did you have a mentor?
1: Great question. Um, I would say it started when I was about 25 in, when I was still on the East Coast, I was still doing coaching, but it, it wasn't, wasn't really, I was like at the YMCA or something. And so I started to get into consulting because I needed money. And so my mom worked at a company called Gap International. And what they did was coach individuals and businesses and how they grew your business was by changing your mindset. And so that's when I first got exposed to mindset, but more importantly, business. So that was like the first, I did that for a couple of years and then went to Vegas. And then I actually learned a lot from Dan. And I really saw, like, I never thought, a band was a business and I saw the behind the scenes and I saw how he was as a leader. And I was like, man, like that's, I need to take some of that fast forward. I learned, I actually learned a lot from UFC fit and and being in those different roles, really how to sell, you know, and I started to put these puzzles together. But then most recently um, I got into a lot of masterminds. And the one that really, I would say, catapulted everything in the past year was uh, Thinking into Results. It was uh, Bob Proctor's uh, program. And uh, there's a gentleman, Brian Del Mazo, who leads the whole enterprise with it. And I learned business fast. So I took what I learned from there. And but the biggest thing I learned with business is building relationships and taking care of people. Yes, marketing, of course, yes, selling. But what really grew me as an individual, my business and the people around me was like, you are like, I wanted to put myself at a higher vibration. Like, so if I want to be a billionaire, I have to be around billionaires. And that's the mindset I take now. So now it's about building the team. And what was as, as simple as this now sounds for me, but with the hardest thing for me to finally grasp was to not do it alone. And in the sense of like, let's say you have a business, I'm, I'm a Virgo. So it's like my way or the highway. Like I am very much a control v- freak. Yep. And so, but then I realized it's like, no, okay. If I want to become a billionaire, I only need a percentage of this business. Great example, Jeff Bezos owns, what is it, 10% of Amazon? And he's a multi-billionaire. So it's like, when I finally understood that, it's, you know, if you want to achieve something greater than yourself, you need people in doing it. So now it's about my my ultimate goal is to, when I'm with people, is to elevate them, is to leave them with a higher impression, is to take care of them, to love them, you know, whatever it is fill in the blank, whatever's needed at the time. But that was when I realized that that is the business that I want to run. That is what really has people change and grow and achieve amazing things. Then uh, believe what you want to believe in the universe, this and that, higher power. Like In my opinion, that's when the universe responds, when you get aligned, when you go after what you want. And for me, it's about going something – it's about creating or going after something that, that literally seems impossible. Because years ago, as a coach, the only thing that I thought was possible was working in a gym. And then I was like, oh, wait, that doesn't have to be. And it kind of just shattered everything on my beliefs. So long story That's short. A very scary thing and a very eye-opening and, and kind of growing opportunity. Oh, my God. The amount, the amount of fear that I had in what I was doing was like crippling. But I think that's when, how people grow. It's like no matter what you go after, there's always going to be someone saying, you can't do this, you can't do that, oh, whether it's yourself or someone else. But it's like what I learned is like when that comes up, I know I'm in the right spot because that's, when I, that's now I've learned. And it's still really hard, like some of the projects that I want to do, what I'm trying to create. And it's like, it's really scary because there's always that, well, what if it doesn't work? the only reason it's not going to work if I decide it's not going to work. That's right. And so when I really started to comprehend that, I started to lean into that fear. Like every day I try to wake up and get uncomfortable, whether it's, you know, reaching out to someone new uh, or, or or putting myself out there like, hey, let's do this or trying to get investors, whatever it is, you know. But I think that's that's a huge part of business that a lot of people forget because we all start something – to either make a difference in the world, make ourselves better, whatever it is. And we get trapped in the day-to-day of the BS and we lose sight of that.
0: So I think I had so many experiences with other people running businesses and having an expectation of this is how it's run Mm -hmm. and this is what business is. But finally realizing a couple of years ago, like once I started the LLC and I started operating and I was like, Oh, I'm running a business. Yes. So true. This, this is a real thing, right? Yes. And because of my lady as well, she has a lot of like, no, you're, yeah, you're tech, like, you know, you can write CEO on the bottom of the yep. president or whatever yep. you want to put on your card. And I was like, it feels so weird though. It's yeah. like, but that is what you technically are. Yeah. Like, there's, you're not like making it like, you're not fibbing. It is legitimately what it is. So then put it there, right? Yep. And then if you're going to be that, now be that, right? Like, go to the Absolutely. And show up. And, it it was like I used to work at the number six country club in the nation, and it's like, awesome. being around these individuals and the mindset they have and how they pick up on other individuals' energy and say, "Oh, just he, he you know, he wasn't confident. I don't think I'm gonna buy from him." Something so simple, it's, and crazy. it's it was the coolest little like insight to how yeah. these people are living their lives, and at the same time. How people treat each other, both people who have successful businesses and those who might have successful businesses but don't have good relationships, and so true. I was like, I, I so can't true. be the person who doesn't have good relationships because one day something's gonna happen where I need help from somebody, mm-hmm. and somebody's or they need help from me, and I have built a relationship, and they're now a friend, and we can help each other. That's it. And it is kind of like the in the money part. I think can get get in people's heads yes. and like make it bigger than what it is or make it like sour in some sort of way. It's like, well, unfortunately the the that's the the, 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 the game plan that we're all playing. It's yep. not it's not something that's unique to anybody else. And so let me see how I can like support what you're doing. Right. Like absolutely anytime somebody comes to me with a, with, with wanting help. If there's an exchange of energy, right. Mm-hmm. An exchange of finances. That's, Hey, I, you're a higher quality coach. So I'm going to get a level three, level four, level five, yep. whatever it may be. Yep. And, I'm, but I'm going I'm, to, it's my responsibility for that individual to show up and give them level five every yeah. single time. I don't, I don't like it. it yep. I. It's my job to, be that person for that individual and validate the reason that they're with me, right? Like Absolutely. It, it's, it's such a really cool opportunity. And sometimes we, we can price something when you first start maybe at a little bit lower cost because maybe you're you're having some, some skepticism about what you should charge. But then I think there's some sort of validation that the universe will provide and say, yep. oh, man, now you're a fool. Now what are you going to do? Are you going to stay here or are you going to increase those prices a little bit, right? Or how are you going to continue to grow? And I think it's the, we have a really cool opportunity to really make anything that we want in this life.
1: 100%. Like I, I choose to believe that I am in control of every aspect of my life. What I have, what I don't have is because of me. The reason, you know, I, I, I even, I'm now as crazy as it sounds, I'm now contemplating or trying to own the fact that I'm, it's my fault that I have diabetes, you know, but the reason I do that is because it puts me in a power position because at the end of the day, we can feel hopeless or helpless or, you know, we, we, we define ourselves as a victim. And when we're in that scenario, you're not going to get anything that you want. The, re- the universe is going to respond back by treating you like a victim. And so if I can go in like, okay. It's my fault that I have what I have or I don't want to have. That just puts me in a better power position. It puts me in a better, you know, day mindset to go after and get what I want. So I do believe that you can create or have whatever you want in your life. You know, it's just you to define it. And no one can tell you otherwise. And they, they, like going down the health topic, what – what I am really trying to do now is go up against the pharmacy and go up against doctors. Where don't get me wrong, there are a lot of truly amazing doctors out there that absolutely want to help. But when you look at Western medicine, there's also a lot that do Oh my gosh! And it's it's we're treated like numbers. And I re, I remember, you know, I, like I said, I got diabetes when I was five. And there's two things that I remember. One, my mom crying. That's obviously very imprinted in my brain. But then after the fact. The doctor came in and said what I couldn't do. And I, even at a, as a kid, I was like, hmm, uh, this doesn't <laughs> seem right. And so now you you have, there are, gosh, I, I you know, I forget the number. I forget how many hundreds of millions of Americans that are either chronically ill or have some type of autoimmune disease. What do they do? They go in. They get tests done. Someone comes in with a white lab coat and says the diagnosis, and they believe them. And what that does to your vibration, what it does to your brain, what it does to your body can be unbelievably debilitating. I'm in a lot of support groups with diabetes on like Facebook. And fortunately, there are people out there that are trying to get you out of the quicksand. But I hear. So many people that, and I, I I say that they choose to believe that they are either inferior or lack of control or hopeless or whatever it is, because because someone in a white lab coat said X, Y, and Z because of what a test said. And there are days as a type one diabetic that I don't need insulin because of how much I take care of my body, because of where my mindset is at. So, you know, it's like I said that I, that's why it comes back to why I fell in love with the body. And so I choose to believe this is my fault, but I use that to, you know, to put, so like to fill my passion meter, like put me on like why I was put on this planet. So, but my, my goal is to really with everyone that I come in contact with is that you can have the life and body and health that you want. Not saying it's going to be easy, but you can have it. It's just whether or not you believe it and you want to do
0: the work to get it. Sometimes it does take longer for some people. I think that you know I had a really cool opportunity to get good at powerlifting early yeah. on because of good genetics. Yep. And there are other individuals that maybe started the same time, but then they kept with it for an extra ten years, and now they're at that same place if not better. Yep. And, and so it's just a different timeline and. A lot of sometimes it is situational, and like mm-hmm. I had a good coach at the time. Right? Yeah, I, I got an opportunity to meet someone really cool that got to pour into me, Um and it it just it's a constant reminder. If I wanted to get good at powerlifting, I can get good at good at anything. If Absolutely, and that's that's in business. And I started to realize that kind of thing when I first got my two sponsors. I was sitting in my in my studio back in Texas, and sitting in lights were on just like this, and doors are closed. It's not as it's it's. It's treated and so it's all yep. black inside and I just remember sitting there. I had just gotten let go from the project management position mm. and for building houses and I had enough saved up that I was like, okay, we can either make a decision to, I was interviewing with Northwestern, Northwestern Mutual. Okay. I yeah. Either take the job with them. I'm on interview number three. Uh, I got offered another project management position with another company or I can use this stuff. Yeah. Anything that I get into is some sort of sales, right? I'm always selling myself. Yep, absolutely. So, fuck it. Let's take the risk because all of them are risks. And let's double down on the one that I believe in. I get to support and I get to practice every single day. And then within a month, I had one sponsor. And then I was like going to write all these names down that's awesome and see who yeah. else like i'm gonna ask and if they say no they'd say no but i can continue to ask and if not then we can have them as a guest yep and just listen to their story because obviously i i appreciate what they've done and mm-hmm. i want them to be part of the journey and if they say no to that too then all right we're on to the next person there's more people yeah well the
1: thing that i love about what you're doing when you when you think at the heart of this it's like you said it's telling a story and let's be real, that like telling stories have been around since the beginning of time. And that was like our first way to communicate. And that's why I think, you know, what even getting to know you more on this podcast, like that's what I love. It's like, you find out what people are about. And when you find out their essence, like who they are, why they're doing what they're doing, it it changes things. And, you know, as, as humans... We do have this unbelievable ability to like to really just forget about what everything is going on because of, you know, fill in the blank of stress. And as we know, that that's like a defense mechanism for the body because the body never wants to feel uncomfortable. So So a lot of people get like trapped in their day to day. And even when I when I'm doing like speaking events, I uh, what I have really tried to focus on is like telling my story, and that's why I love things like this because at the end of the day, someone's story could change your life. You know, if there's one person that listening that's listening to this that has an autoimmune disease, it's like you can absolutely take control back, and that's what I've I've really come to appreciate people because everyone has a story, like everyone does. And it's just, we're all connected in one way or another. And even when you look at energy and no energy is created or destroyed. So it's about like, depending on on your views and perspectives, whether there's a God, the universe, this or that, it's like at the heart of it, we're all energy. We're all made of the same things, no matter what you believe in, your skin color, what you identify as is we're all, we're all human energy and that's when when you can really peel back the the light and not when i say layers, it's like the bs of like trying to put on the show or like trying to put on a certain visual whatever it is it's like everyone has a story and it's like when you take the time to listen to someone's story at the end of the day most people just want to be
0: heard that's it so but yeah you gotta oh no no we're good we're good yep it 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 kind of almost upset me walking through gyms and through getting these networking events and you talk to somebody for 30 seconds and you're like, all right, how's it going? Yeah, that's great, man. It was nice to meet you. I right, onto the next person. Yeah. Or even just a quick, like, Hey, how are you? Oh, I'm great. How are you? Great. And then you walk on, and you never, you never learn about who that individual was. Yeah. And it was like, man, I've lived a life. They've lived a life. Why don't we just like share a little bit about like each other's lives and then like take, and I think that's why I like personal training so much. It was like, you get to sit and just talk and listen to this person and like, how was your day? How was your week? How, where'd you grow up? Like, why do you choose to be here? Like, you know, like, and then you get into these like philosophical conversations and then how they interact on their day to day with between work. Mm -hmm. It's, it became this really, I was like, man, I like, I'm already doing this. Yeah. You know, like let's just yeah. let, let's just record it and see, like, and I use like the health, fitness, and entrepreneurship totally, kind of, yeah, like, yeah, easy tags. But uh, we all have some degree of health. We all have some journey of fitness. Yep. And we're all either scared of entrepreneurship or in entrepreneurship. We we all understand what those things are. And I can meet people through the gym, and I'm like, eh, yeah, health yeah, and fitness. I'm totally, okay. co- totally, goes in absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. You know? It's. I, I love listening to people's stories. No. It it's it connects us and then we can walk away it makes me feel like the world's a little smaller. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Well, that that is so true to to a massive degree because you know, I would, when you look at again, I, I compare everything to like the science and what's going on. When you look at like um emotional the emotional states of humans, but I really feel like one most of this culture, if not the world, is overstressed in one way or another. So, what is that doing? It causes you as you start to be extremely frustrated. And then you get sucked down this rabbit hole. And that frustration, you know, what does it turn into next? Anxiety and depression. And how do we, what is the best way, unless unless someone has some severe chemical imbalances, which occurs? I'm not saying that doesn't happen, but I would say, 95% of the individuals with anxiety and depression, if you were to eat right and exercise, you would probably be okay. <laughs> and so I, I agree 100% where it's like, you know, that's that's when I really look at connecting with people. It's like, this is why we have, it's not even like why well, you should. It's like, no, this is why we have to, have to take care of our body. Because if you wanna be the best version of yourself, whatever it is, this it, it has to be implemented 100%. 100%. I,
0: well, man, I really get to, it was fun getting to meet you a little bit yeah. more and really get to know a little bit more about why you operate and who you are. I like to end all the podcasts with a little bit of like an opportunity for you to like have a little bit of a monologue, if you will. Sure. So you have 30, 60 seconds. You can go ahead and leave us with some advice that I think that maybe you have you have learned throughout your your life and how mm-hmm. what you've of you know, like some some things that you live by or things that you that you would like to yep. teach other people
1: yeah i would i would definitely say learn to or what i have done that i really try to live my day by is embrace the fear of the potential unknowns because knowledge is power and the reason that we sometimes don't go after what we want is the fear of failing. Let's, let's blanket statement, say that's failing. But what is really failure? I mean, failure is made up. And so if we can learn to embrace that fear that comes in and go after it by getting knowledge, whatever it is, then truly anything is at your disposal, whether that's the body, whether that's business, whether that's relationships whatever it is it's just at the heart of it what i really live every day by is trying to learn as much as possible so when i know when that fear kicks in i know what to now do about it know i know how to go after it
0: beautiful thank you amen love y'all thank you thanks man absolutely that was fucking awesome good it's fun to get to meet you a little bit better yeah yeah yeah. Thank you for listening to the Ben Nebrados podcast. Check us out on iTunes, Spotify, and all other major podcast hosting platforms. Be sure to leave us a five-star review on iTunes.